Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Race Direct Review Pod. Uh, before we get into this thing, I want to talk about Racetech. Racetech.com. Pulp22 is the code to save with Racetech. Motor work, suspension work, the solitaire guys use Racetech. Uh, Zombie Blows Racetech. They got Racetech suspension seminars going on every fall if you want to learn how to get into the business yourself. And they also have Racetech service centers all across America. Pulp22 is the code to save. They do motor work, they do suspension work. Get your bike working better. Make it make it work for you, and then you'll enjoy riding the bike better, and then you'll enjoy it. Your bike will enjoy it. Your wife will be happier, and Racetech will be happier, and all of that. And you can save money. Tell them you listen to Pulp MX. They'll, they'll give you a discount. Get your suspension dialed in for your weight and or speed. Racetech.com. Thanks to those guys. All right, on to the show. A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. This is the Dallas Supercross Review Show. Triple Crown was back. We saw it in Glendale, and it was back this weekend in uh, Texas. So lots to talk about when it comes to the race. And thank you to the folks at Fly Racing, Renthal, Maxis, Cobalinks, and Motorsport.com, Onyx Maps on board as well. Thank you, everybody, for listening. FlyRacing.com. You can get it at Motorsport.com. You can get it at your favorite dealer. Go into your dealer and walk behind the counter and grab the Fly catalog and order 10 things out of there, and you'll be fantastic. So thank you to the folks at Fly Racing. Justin Brayton running Fly Racing gear, and Shane McElrath had a good triple crown. He's in Fly Racing. Uh, of course, RJ Hampshire, Styles Robertson, both taken out by Phil Nicoletti. They had Fly Racing gear as well. Uh, so please check out the 22 stuff from Fly Racing. The Formula Helmet is simply amazing. And uh, it's safe, it's comfortable, it's quiet. There's different price points, but same great safety features. The Formula Helmet is next level from the folks at Fly Racing. So thank you to those guys. Maxxis Tires as well. Cade Clayson putting his Maxxis Tires uh, SGB Honda in the main event. 14th in the first one. That's a really good job by Cade. And uh, Maxxis Tires, MXSTs, developed by some guy named Jeremy McGrath. So you know that they're good. Light truck tires, uh, mountain bike tires. If you haven't thought about Maxxis for a while in a tire uh, change, please check out Maxxis.com. And uh, they support a m- number of shows across our network, and we thank them for that, Maxxis.com. And Renthal, uh, the number one name out there when it comes to handlebars, chains, sprockets, grips. Uh, they've got the 7-8 bar. They've got the fat bar. Fat bar 36, the old uh, twin wall that came out and blew everybody's minds. Cameron McAdoo, uh, he has fl- uh, Renthal, and he won the 250 main event because Mitch Payton has used Renthal for a long time. Renthal.com. Please check it out. More championships than all the other brands combined. That's a, that's a lot, people. They started in 1986 with Factory Honda, and they're still going. And you've probably used something from Renthal over the years. 
And we'll talk about Koba Links and Onyx Maps and Motorsport.com a little bit later in the show. But for now, let's get into it. Uh, first up on the line, he is the voice of Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. He's the voice of Quad GNCC Series. He's the voice of anything that you're paying, he's saying. It's Jason Y again. What's up, Weege? Yeah, very excited. Yeah, very excited. Another great weekend. Another edition of this pod where we're like, oh, man, I can't wait to talk about this. I feel like every week has been good this year. Eight rounds in. Yeah, it's been it's been really good. It has been a really good series, Weege. You're right. And lots to talk about. And the Triple Crown was back, which is amazing. Uh, also on the line, he uh, he's won Montreal Supercross a couple of times. He uh, took out Ryan Dungey once. He uh, uh, won. Uh, he won. Ger- almost took out Ryan Dungey once. He won uh, some German no, Supercross series. I didn't, I didn't come close he, to taking it. He out. held up Ryan Dungey and caused the uh, Ryan Dungey to lose a race. Uh, it's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? None of those things were true. You did. This was like one of these is true. None of those are true. You did not hold Ryan Dungey up. I did, but I didn't cause him to lose a race. Ah, who knows? Who knows? I do. I was there. Yeah. Well, I was there too. Uh, lots to get into when it comes to Dallas triple crowns. Um, lots, man, these things are fun. It seemed like every single race, there was something going on, like just something, some sort of controversial move or something that you were like, all right, let's talk about that on the review pod. Uh, Weege, these things uh, continue to deliver. They do, but they don't normally deliver to this degree. I mean, we've had some triple crowns that weren't action packed. I don't think the last main event of the 450s in Glendale was really anything special. Anderson won, but we had the, as you've mentioned sharply, Steve, the one drawback of the Triple Crown is that often the last race, a guy already knows he just needs to finish second. But for some reason in this one, Tomac decided to try to battle Anderson anyway, and they put on a fantastic race, and we literally had great action from the first minute to the last minute, three straight hours, and it felt like it was coming hot and heavy. Like, if the brakes... I felt like the brakes were like three minutes between races. I'm like, more, more racing. Right? <laughs> yeah, it was great. We we had a futures too. Had a futures. Yep. That was that was uh, exciting. Um, and that had a battle. First it did. Time it did. We actually, had a battle. Uh, and we also had a live show on Friday night. JT, that was fun. We did a look c- cinema. Um, good crowd. Uh, uh, really fun to do these live shows. And thanks to Will Hahn and Andrew Short for coming by. Yeah, yeah. Those things they're uh, they're finally back post COVID, and hopefully we can we can keep growing up. Shorty was uh, Shorty was really weird at first. I thought he was like getting a little nervous. Then he opened up. Andrew Short, the great fly racing athlete. Yeah, I was very disappointed. Poor Shorty. Uh, someone walked over to the table we had in front of us and, and put a beer on it. I think for one of us to drink, maybe me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, then Shorty shows up and he's sitting there. And our buddy Moser had pictures of Shorty with a fresh beer in front of him that Shorty wasn't touching because Shorty would not. And uh, and then Moser was disappointed that yeah. Shorty didn't take that. But uh, did he, it was just there. It's practically a prop. I don't know if he wanted him to like funnel, you know, funnel the beer. I don't know what Moser wanted, but it was great to see Shorty there. If you want, if you bought a ticket for it, uh, thanks. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, it was always fun. We're, we're gonna do another one in Seattle, uh, Renton specifically, south of Seattle. We're doing another one in St. Louis as well, and Foxborough. So we got three more coming out. Um, appreciate you guys uh, doing that. Tickets for sale on pulpamex.com, of course. So please uh, uh, join that, and, and and we have some fun doing it. So, um, I guess uh, uh, we just start with you. Um, Tomac didn't win any of the races, but he, like you said, he uh, he won the overall another triple crown win for Eli Tomac. And I think in that third one, look Anderson, he is 
he has thrown some races away here, and and, and he probably was the best guy in uh, in Dallas, but he went for that pass on Mookie. But I'll start with this, Weege. I think if you're Anderson, you're like, first of all, this thing's this thing's getting to a head here between these two dudes. This is now, as always, the cream is rising to the top. And if you're Anderson, you're like, hey man, I was the best guy in Dallas. And uh, I caught and passed Eli, and I won, and I'm the best guy in Dallas. And if you're Eli, you're like, yeah, man, uh, I won the overall. I beat you in three races. And also, I followed right behind you in the third one, and it was only 10 minutes. And if I really wanted to, I probably could have passed you. That This is what you're saying if you're Eli. Like, both guys are walking away from Dallas with, like, like some positive stuff. Yeah, but it's an all-time positive for Anderson because although he was the 2018 champion, I'm not taking anything away from that series. He was fantastic at the beginning of 2018 to get the points lead. Mm-hmm. However, remember, 2018 started because Tomac was on such an unbelievable tear at the end of 17. Tomac was the heavy favorite coming in. And then Tomac has a huge lead at Anaheim 1 in 2018 and then crashes. And then by the time he kind of recovered, Anderson wasn't able to beat him anymore now. You could argue that Anderson was already in points protection mode. But even in Anderson's best season, which was 2018, we never saw him head-to-head beat Tomac. And that's just in Supercross. They've been racing each other their whole lives, as they've mentioned quite a bit on these TV shows, which I think is cool they keep bringing that up. I don't feel like the score of I can't tell who's faster between these two has ever been closer. So, And we know Tomac's on it this year. Like Tomac is not taking a step back. Tomac is really good. So for Anderson to be like, flip a coin, I can beat him just as often as he beats me, yeah. this is a massive step for Anderson, I think. No, you're right. You're right. But And I think leaving yeah. Dallas, both guys, like I was, I said, both guys can be really happy with what went on. Tomac didn't win, sure. but he got the overall and, you know, whatever, followed Anderson. So, yeah. uh, But no, JT yeah. Anderson is, I mean, the jury's already decided he's he's a better rider in 2022 than he was in his championship season. Yeah, I think so. And and it really only depends on who you're comparing against, right? Because I think that riders are in a continuous evolvement, right? The bikes get better, technique gets better, fitness gets better. Like I think guys just they get better. You know, this sport keeps moving forward. So to say that Jason Anderson is better in 2022 than 2018 is not that far of a stretch, but it always depends on who you're racing against, you know? I would say the same for Cooper Webb, right? To say if Webb is better now than he was in 2019, I don't know. But it doesn't matter because the guys he's racing now, Tomac and Anderson, are much, much better than they were in 2019. So I agree with you. It's a night and day between Anderson uh, in 2022, certainly 19, 2021. But it really doesn't matter if he's better in 2018 or not. It only matters if he can beat the guys he has to beat this year. I don't know if Tomac is better than ever. I'm not ready to go there. I think he is. I, I okay. think, he, yeah, I think I mean, he is better in 2022 than he was like at the end of 2020. And again, that comes back to what I was saying about it only matters who you're racing against, right? I, it, it's almost irrelevant, but I have never seen Tomac this comfortable. Like He doesn't look like he has any sort of – He just oh, to me, he always looked like he was like mentally – on the edge of like, am I confident enough? Am I going to have a bad race, a good race? Am I just going to completely melt down in this main event? I don't see any of that. I, I even last week at Minneapolis, okay, he gets taken out by his teammate, but he fought back really well. Like there was no indecision or 
like it never felt like he was going to crack mentally to me. I don't get that vibe at all from him right now. I don't either. I would say that is better than the Kawasaki Tomac of a couple of years ago. But I don't know if he's got more just oh my god outright blazing speed. I, I just whatever. Like it's it's a it's a debate that you won't get an answer to. But I don't know if he's as balls fast as he was. But yeah, he's certainly better in that area of being consistency and nobody and not think nothing going weirdo on him, right? So, anyways, it, it is weird. We each like we, you know, you and I are we love this sport from way back in the day, and we follow it um, really closely from the you know from the eighties on, late seventies and eighties. And this is uh, one guy's uh, twenty nine, one guy's twenty eight. Uh, they're both twenty nine. They yeah. both haven't won in a couple of years or more. They both switched teams. They both appear to be better or as good as ever. Uh, this is not something that we see in Supercross history, what is happening right now. This is not the normal Supercross flow of things. Yeah, so the team thing we have to mention first. So there's so much buzz on, you know, they switch teams and they got this fresh take and that's such a huge thing. And now we know that other riders are going to start wanting to take that path too. But the, the, the thing I always say with any of this stuff is you remember the um, the times that something works out amazingly good or bad. So right now we're remembering, wow, Anderson has stepped up and Tomek has stepped up. This is amazing. But we're probably forgetting probably 25 other times where a guy toward his late 20s, a few years after winning this title, switches teams and it makes no difference at all. Right. Yeah. Generally, that's the way it goes. He gets. He continues to, you know, be yeah. on the downside. Or a- at age least, catches up. Yeah, age catches age up. Age catches up. Yep. Yeah, the, yep. the same. The, the, this is not a magic bullet. It doesn't always work this way very often. So it that is still surprising to me that this has breathed this level of life mm-hmm. into their careers. A, yeah. but B, the age thing. Uh, I did a video on this uh, on my YouTube channel about. Uh, by my calculations, the oldest Supercross champ ever ever was twenty eight, and that was Jeremy McGrath in two thousand. So we now have two guys who are both older than that. And they are pulling away. You know, Sexton was like the last young hope this season, and they are pulling away from him. So that is crazy to think, you know, an age that one guy couldn't do this ever, and mm-hmm. now they're both the best guys. It's, the sport is definitely heading in this direction. Yeah, like uh, Sexton stepped it up, but not as much as we thought. Roxon will get to. He's a mystery. Ferrandis didn't yeah. take that step that any any of us thought. Certainly fast, but he's not taking that step in the races. And and. And here we go, <laughs> you know. So and yeah. web and web is probably worse, right? Uh, so yeah, it's right. it's it's weird, man. Uh, but yep. JT, did you think that um, Anderson's pass on Mookie in main one? Where are you at with that? Uh, we 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 know your stance on these things. What 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 are you thinking? Well, I think it's ill advised. I, I don't think uh, it's was smart on Anderson's part, regardless of whether you like contact or not. I mean, you're. It seems like every time you're like, oh, you hate it. I, I I don't care. Like, I wasn't, like, standing on my chair yelling at Anderson. I don't think it's the right decision for him when you're in a championship battle because, to me, there were only two possible outcomes there. One, well, both of them ended up with Mookie on the ground. Uh, the uh, You know, one ended up with Anderson out front winning, and the other ended up with Anderson on the ground, which he was. To me, I don't think he needed – to take that chance. I don't think that's a pass you would ever see Tomac or Webb make. And I think there's a reason for it. I think they understand the situation and they approach those situations a little bit differently than Anderson would. And that I'm not saying that's a bad thing. That's just how I see it. Right. And Anderson 
I don't think he cares what my opinion is going to continue to do what he does. But I think over the course of a season, if you're going to continually take big chances like that, like you're going to put yourself in harm's way to make that pass, I think it's going to end up catching up to you. I do. Um, it's no different than my thoughts on like, you know, RJ Hampshire. Like if you crash that much, eventually it's going to catch up to you. Like you just can't tempt fate over and over and over. And I just see that in Anderson's decision-making at times. Like he, he's a perpetual line stepper when it comes to decision-making and it caught him out there. He crashed. He's fine. It, you know, he almost won the overall for the night. But over time, if you do that time and time again, eventually something's going to go wrong. You're going to, you know, your bike's going to break. You're going to put a hole in your cases in DNF. Like something's going to go wrong. Well, I don't, yeah, it's not a stretch to say that that move cost him the overall. Because if he just follows Mookie right. and that, second, you know, he wins the overall. That's all I'm getting at. So. I'm not, I don't want to condemn him. Like, I don't, like, in the end, I don't care. You know, I don't care if they knock each other down or do whatever. I just don't think that is a move that you see savvy championship level guys make most of the time and i think there's a reason for it well we he could have you know mookie mookie's up there so you know it's not like mookie doesn't have anything to ride for but now again the 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 rivalry between these two guys that i think started back at uh when was jt soul man at uh at at utah what year was that uh wasn't that that wasn't that that was was that barsha was that barsha Barsha? i don't even think mookie was pro then no, he was probably he, he was. one he of those Utah like, races. Mookie, yeah. I believe it was Barsha. Okay, I thought, I thought maybe absolutely it put it like into the fence. It was unreal. Um, anyways, uh, it, it so now yeah. Mookie, you know, he's got something to ride for, but yeah, Mookie's probably pissed. And now, yeah, this could come back to haunt Jason down the line. Well, uh, I, it, it's a little debatable because it was it was a second turn of the third main, and and both Brayton and Mookie got in there and hit Anderson, and it's it's you know the second turn of any race, it's just chaos. So it's debatable as to if that happened on purpose, but Mookie did hit him. Yeah, and but then, you know Anderson but, ended up winning that one. Yeah, but it's a perfect example uh, of how it could have gone wrong. We actually got to watch the race. Uh, our, our buddy Ryan Holiday, who's the Kawasaki team green manager, came up, I think, to be able to watch from high above. But he sat next to us because we had free snacks in the press box. Uh, he's a buddy of all of ours, so we ended up watching the night show with him. And he pointed out, and it, not in a bragging Kawasaki way, but I think more of in like a uh way, was that you could easily make an argument that Anderson should have finished no worse than second in any race this year, including all the Triple Crown mains and all the regular mains. He could be either first or second in every race, if not for being taken out by Barsha, taking out other guys and taking himself down, <laughs> radiator problem, second race at Glendale, jumped off the track, like... The, the points that he's leaving on the table with these are, yeah. are starting to add up. The riding is phenomenal. Yep. It hasn't been a disaster, like you said, JT, but it's just like, uh, uh, there's a couple more, uh, a couple more. And I get it. I, I don't, I'm not soft. I don't mind the contact racing. I get it. He's in second place and Mookie leaves the door open. Sometimes you got to go for it, but man, these things are just adding up. Yeah. You gotta, you, you, you're right about that. Uh, Mookie hit him hard. In that turn, but but it was a second turn chaos. Everybody's grabbing their brakes and cutting down and all that stuff. So yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not saying like, I'm yeah. getting this guy back now. No, no, no. But know. he did hit him hard, and, and he did. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, neither one moved. Um, so that that's a that's a good point by you, Weech, to bring that up. But yeah, the yeah, it's it's you know this weekend um, they could be fifth and sixth in lap one, and just like Barsha on Bogle, you know, which kind of didn't need to happen, and then it cost Barsha later. 
They could be fifth and sixth on lap one this week, and Mookie, you could decide, you know what? This is a good time right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and true. Jason will be on the ground, right? So, uh, yeah, it was uh, – what about what about his tackle or his, his get out? Do you think the AMA looked at that at all or anything? I don't. I mean, they didn't. But that was awesome. Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, get out of the way. Good D. Get out of the way. I got. I got to get my ball. Well, remember, remember when he and Vogel got into it years ago at Dallas as well, slapping each other, or Vogel slapped Mookie, or somebody slapped somebody. I think. I think of a DV and Ron Ron. <laughs> They're slaps. No, the, the slaps no I'm definitely too. thinking of Mookie and Vogel. Oh, uh, that was. Uh, uh, I don't remember that. No, but yeah. Oh really? Oh yeah. I'll um, find it. But wow, yeah, I don't remember that. Um, good, uh, good race, but yeah. I don't want to criticize Anderson too much, only because I, I feel like, look, to say that you're trying to go as faster than anyone else in the world on a dirt bike on a supercross track, and that also you're supposed to get everything right all the time. Like every decision he's making is just coming down to I'm going for it. I'm I'm taking chances. That's what it takes to win races. These are not completely ridiculously stupid moves. It's just. You're on the edge, and that happens sometimes. So I don't want to be ultra-critical. You're seeing a guy hanging it out to try to win races and win a title. And I feel like sometimes we get overly critical of, like, should he have done that, shouldn't have done that. And I'm like, dude, of sports. Sometimes you throw the ball down the field, and sometimes it gets intercepted, but you're trying to score a touchdown, and you have to throw the ball 60 yards sometimes. Yeah. He, yeah. Just yeah, the way I, it goes. I was fine with Anderson's move, like, uh, going yeah. for it there, like, there were passes made in that turn just kind of like that and everything else. Uh, it didn't turn out Anderson's way, and it obviously with him on the ground, it wasn't smart. But, I mean, I get, I get what he was trying to do, you know. But, yeah, crazy. Um, well, Cooper Webb got pretty fortunate to win that first one, JT. <laughs> A lot of guys <laughs> made it easy for him. But, yeah, 1-4-4 on the night, third overall. Uh, good job by Coop. Like, I mean, obviously the 4-4 wasn't great because he was sort of well, – a couple of them he got passed and – but third overall at the end of the day, and he wins one. So, yeah, he'll take it. Yeah, I think he's uh, he's still taking steps forward. Is he on Tomac and Anderson's level? I would say no. But this is much better than it was. So if you're looking for signs of life, if you're looking for improvement, you're getting it. The problem is he's 30 points out of the lead, and you've got two guys that are firing on all cylinders. And even if you get hot and start winning some races – I don't know that you can you can make up that many points on two guys without a lot of help. So, you know, what do you do? You just try to win races and try to do the best you can and keep moving forward uh, because you, you've dug yourself a really big hole in the first half of the series. Yeah, right now there's probably not a lot to choose from between Coop, Chase Sexton, and Mookie. Maybe, maybe Marsha. Like, they're all kind of the same. They could all end up on the box, you know? See, I think they're, I think they're much different to me. Um as far as who ends up where in the series, I don't know. But to me, they're very, they're all in very different places. Uh, no, especially I'm, like I'm just saying for the for the lead of that next group. Like I, I could see Sexton going third this weekend in Daytona. Well, Daytona is a different race, but I don't. I think I think flip a coin on who's better between Webb, Sexton, and Malcolm. They're in different places, like you said. You are right about that. But um, you know, all three of these guys have a lot of pluses on what's going on with them right now. Yeah, I, I just I just think about him differently, I guess. Um to me, Sexton can go as fast as, as Anderson and Tomac right now. I think he can he can just outright win. If you give him a whole shot, I think he can win. I have not seen that from Webb yet. He needs a lot of help, right? He needs things to go his way. He just doesn't have the top end speed that those guys have at the moment. 
I'm not saying he won't get it. I'm not saying it's not getting better because it is. But I could just see Sexton winning any time he lines up right now. And, and I just have not seen enough raw speed from from Webb this year to, to get that done. And then Mookie's never won, right? So for Mookie, he's got to he's still got to kind of prove it that he can do it over the course of 21 minutes before, you know, you're going to say that he can win. That's probably a lot. I mean, that that first one was probably his. You know what I mean? We were we were right, but it's, yeah, but again, it's, it's only 10 so. minutes or 12 yeah. minutes, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's but, really hard to d- draw conclusions off a race that's half as long. But I feel like with these triple crowns one begets another begets another. You you get going, you get rolling, and it it, you know, I'm not saying he would have won, but you know, he wins that first one, and now he's feeling pretty good, and now he goes in the second one. You know, what I mean, all that kind of stuff. So I mean, he's riding great. There, it's yeah. not a. I, I, I'm not trying to slight him whatsoever. I'm just saying, you know, ninety percent of these races in the series, or eighty five percent, are twenty one minutes, right? And we just have not seen him withstand twenty one minutes at at the very top yet. I'm not saying he can do it. I think eventually he does get it done, but it just hasn't happened yet. Sexton's going to rip off a bunch of wins here. Just wait. Oh, yeah. We're still 93? Not a lot. It's coming. Um, Weege, what do you think about Webb, Sexton, and Mookie? Yeah, Webb's definitely way closer than he was two weeks ago. This is like a sustainable, obvious improvement. Um, But, yeah, it was like I was – that second race was a real test because it was Sexton – Anderson and Tomac, one, two, three, and they've been the three fastest guys. And I'm like, this is it. Coop's either able to stay with them or not. And they did pull away a little bit. And then Anderson and Tomac started cat and mouse and, and Webb got to them. And then we you know Webb usually has something special late. And I think Sexton ended up did Sexton mess up. Is that how to, uh, is that how Webb got up? No, no, Webb no. just got fourth. Uh, Sorry, Sexton, he ended up getting fourth. Sexton stalled to get to, Tomac in got him. The, in the, last in the first race, yes. Sexton stalled and Tomac got him. Yeah. But no, Webb just got fourth. He yeah. couldn't get them in that in that uh well, second race. So it's like he's a lot closer than he was, but he couldn't do the Cooper Webb to them. He was there, he was trying, he was staying reasonably close, but there wasn't any Cooper Webb, you know, eat these guys up in the last three laps. Um not quite there yet. So And he got he got pulled in the last one pretty good. Those guys I, were pushing. I thought so, yeah. but then I realized he actually crashed in the first turn. He got fourth. Uh, he did? I don't think you and I even knew that. He crashed in the first turn in the last one? He did. He did. He actually crashed in the first turn. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was last. I don't know if he crashed, but well, he, he stopped. Last. He, he yeah. stopped and he had did to stop. almost he do did like stop. a – Yes. He had to do a left in a right-hand turn. Yep. Yep. That's uh, true. Because uh, I, I, yeah. uh, I had him for first to the finish line and pulled from next fantasy, and he was nowhere near that. And I just want to see how poorly – that was going to turn out for me. Yeah, if you watch the show back, because we were watching Anderson and Mookie and, and Tomac, and then you, the, uh, Marv and Roxon ignite like a first-turn crash, and then he gets stopped. So I guess he wasn't last. Maybe he was uh, 20th. So actually the fourth was pretty good. But either way, he had his chance to show that he's now faster than these guys or as fast, and he's not quite there. So to make up 30 points, as JT, like you are saying, Without that, it's going to be tough. That, that first one was was a classic web. I mean, not oh. not in the fact that he uh, got gifted it a little bit, but just in the fact that he was hanging around and late. Something happens. Something good happens. You know, so it, it, you know it wasn't a, the typical where he passes those dudes, but just yep. you're like, oh yeah, look at that. Well, the, go ahead, JT. Yeah. No, I was just gonna, the only the only tough part of the thirty points thing is that it's two guys. Like one guy, anything goes. Right. First turn crash. Bike overheats. Bike blows up. Wheel breaks. Any anything can happen. Yeah. Two guys, man. You're you need a lot. You just you need lightning lightning to strike twice. 
Well, he. I do want to say, you know, Webb always gets his criticism, I think, from fans who don't believe he's as good as a two-time champ warrants because we don't see the blazing lap times and things like that. But the the way he engineered that first one, you know who never, ever, 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 ever ends up going down the way Mookie and Anderson did or, or Barsha and Anderson or all those, or Marv and Mookie, all that stuff we've seen this year. That never happens to Webb. He's too smart. So sometimes those things are luck, and sometimes it's like, well, if it's impossible for you to ever crash in a Supercross main. Uh, it's going to be a lot better odds. Well, how many Somehow times he have, has all these many, things on his side? How many yeah. times have we seen this year where Webb just didn't have it, and he just moves out of the way, right? He He's not going to put himself in a spot where he's just going to get blown out and taken nope. out. Like, if he doesn't have it, he's moving over because – that is the lesser of two evils, right? Taking the seventh or taking the sixth is worse than, no, hell no, I'm just going to fight here until someone's got to blast me out of the way. Yeah, good point. Uh, when Sexton took the lead from him last week, he gave Sexton 10 feet of yep. room. Yeah, I hadn't even thought of that. You're right. So he never ends up being on the receiving end of those, and sometimes other guys are, and then he picks up the, the pieces. Seven points between four guys right now for third. So Wow. Yeah, it's tight. Still like Sexton to grab that. We'll, we'll wait. You got to be impressed though with Sexton being. Maybe he wasn't a hundred percent, but he was darn close. The uh, people on the internet thought he couldn't, shouldn't have raced. So good job for Chase oh, Sexton God. to come through. Jeez. Uh, uh, I mean, were you surprised a little bit, Steve, that he was almost exactly the same? Maybe not quite. No, but... I wasn't. No, no, I felt like he can't. He called in Monday, and 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 you know what I mean. I, I he said he no, I don't took concussion, but like yeah, he had to be beat up. Probably didn't have a normal week. I don't mean he had a concussion. Uh, but. Yeah, no, I I think that he's that good to me. Okay, <laughs> right. It's funny, like he, he's he's comparing him to ninety three McGrath, which like there is no nothing this this guy can't do. There's no <laughs> mountain he can't climb. He's okay. he's on his way. He's on his way. It's funny though, like the amount of guys that I talk to that say they didn't ride this week because of sickness, nursing an injury. It's actually kind of shocking. Like, got you know, I didn't ride all week, and you're just like, what? Uh, yeah, it's funny. Like, it's it's just yeah. You know, Tomac did not right. It's just one of those just weeks. Felt like resting. Right, right. Yeah. So, um, all right. Uh, Barsha gets second in the first one, um, and then goes seven six. The last two, we were in the TLD truck for a while, Weege, uh, before the night show, uh, just prying yeah. things out of Tyler Keefe, just getting all the information and getting nothing. But, um, yeah, Barsha. Yeah, you had a great theory that he hired Will Hahn basically to be a front man yes. to deal with you. He doesn't want much. to talk to media or people or do much <laughs> of anything. So Will Hahn, who everybody loves, and everybody yes. knows Will Hahn, um, that's Will's job. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, we were talking about the futures a lot, and Tyler, Tyler's a guy that's been critical of the amateur system in America and the way it works and the way things have gone. Uh, obviously, he's been the manager over there, and you know, like, yeah, we were talking about the futures, and he had some good ideas, and we were kind of tossing around ideas on. Uh, you know what I mean? Kind of how how that should work, the futures. Because I don't know if it's working. I don't really know if this is the way it's supposed to go. So, um, I think it's been fine. I really can't poke too many holes in it. It's way, gone way better than I thought it would, to be honest. Well, I just wonder, like, where are the where are I, I, where's the star kids and where's Deegan and where's the I, I don't like what what's going? Why is Ryder D just working these dudes? Well, Deegan Deegan races a B class, so he can't race. No, we, well, I don't we think literally asked racing Tyler Keefe futures. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's so, not allowed to race it. So, a riders only. You know, so the I don't know. I, I don't know if it's working, but you know, I guess we'll see. 
Steve, look, I know you're not really plugged into the amateur scene. I'm going to tell you the, the, the one major flaw in a lot of your arguments on the amateur side is you consider all amateurs to be, they're just one level. They're, they're, they're amateur. There's totally different tiers of like ages and what group they're in and how, how, they're, how good they're expected to be. But because you do not care about any of those nuances at all, I think you get confused quite a bit. I care, the nuances I care about, Weege, are these kids coming up and just flopping. <laughs> okay. So that's what I look at. I follow pro racing. Right. There is no nuance there, actually. No, there's not. Uh, so, yeah, once again, uh, Dylan Ferrandez goes very fast in practice. And uh, just wait for it. Couldn't quite get the starts he needed. Uh, main number two, he rode really well. I think he passed a bunch of guys to get up to uh, top five. Uh, but, yeah, uh, continues to set the world on fire in, in qualifying. And red ride really well. And then can't get starts. Cannot, you know, what they, you know what they don't have in time qualifying? Start, start, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, what well, we we do? We have a fake start, but yeah, right. You know what? You know what doesn't count? The fake start. <laughs> he he just can't. He he just can't. He he cannot. When's the last time he, he started has, up front? He's never been able to. He's never been able to. This is, this is this is just the status quo. This is exactly what it's always been. And until he ever finds a way to get around that or fix it. It's going to continue to be this. I don't know if DV was there this weekend, but I, I should ask DV if starts matter. He, he spent a long time at one of the Anaheims telling us how starts don't matter. <laughs> uh, yeah. Weege, uh, Justin Brayton qualified in the top 10. I think he goes sixth or seventh overall. Eighth overall in the night. Uh, seven, 10, 11. Yeah, Justin Brayton. Yeah, we're back. We're back. Been discussing this the last couple of weeks. We're back on autopilot. Triple Crown's truly where we shine. So, I, you know, I think we had a little bump from that as well. Sixth fastest of qualifying. Not bad, eh? Not bad. Well, so he got caught and passed by Vince Freeze, his teammate, in the okay, last one. Good. In the we'll last one. And I was mm-hmm. – I asked you, what, what are we going to say about this? And you said, we're not going to say anything about this. You're just yeah, gonna, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, we're just, you're, you're, you're just going to deny it. Uh, so he got hunted down by freeze. He did. He did. Vince rode yeah. well. So then afterwards, uh, I talked to him and I'm like, "So, kind of worried about Weech." And he's like, "Why?" I said, "Well, first of all, he's not here. So just remember that the number one media guy is me, and I'm here, Justin, to check on you. Just remember that." Uh, well, I was there. I was doing what the no, press is but supposed you're to just, do, which is participate in a press conference. You're not you don't checking on okay. Justin Brayton. So okay, right. I said, I said he's a little worried though, and and, and he goes, "Why?" And he he was in a good mood. He was like uh, he was eating a oatmeal thing or something. I don't know what he was eating, but he looked like he was in a good mood. Uh, and he goes, uh, I go, well, you know, Vince caught and passed you in that last one. And he goes, oh, he goes, I, that didn't afford, affect one position. I knew where I was when I was coming in. I knew what I could give up. And I'm like, Amazing. oh, okay, so that's where we're at. He goes, yeah, work smarter, not harder, Mathis. And I'm like, oh, God. amazing! Oh, oh God! Running the numbers, knew exactly where he stood. Just did it all out there on the track. He's got it all figured oh, yeah. out. Yeah. Yep. So. Yep. That's what we do. Uh, so- Some people just say, "Hey, he's even lucky to be out there at his age." I, I think he's still got plenty left in the tank. Right. Right. Got it. Okay. So that that's this week then. Okay. Uh, so yeah, eighth, yeah. eighth for JB uh, McElrath uh, got a good start in that last one. And then did you guys see him like slow down and point to his bike or something? Like that yeah, was weird. That was weird. And yeah. then he kept going. Like so, yeah, that was odd. Uh, ninth overall for Shane. Um, good job. Yeah, that's better. You know, ten, twelve, seven. 
is a, is a good 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 thing. So, um, can, I want to. Do we know when they're gonna um, Max is back? JT, does anybody know when Anstey's back? No, I, I haven't. I haven't heard anything. I mean, broken ribs are usually several yeah. weeks, so right. I can't see it anytime. Well, he's, soon. Hold, he's holding it down over there for those guys. Uh, Dino got tenth. Dino is going to get nine, <laughs> ten, or eleven every week. Yes, and he got tenth. Now he did. I, I I saw on his Instagram today that he said, you know, Fernandez got him late in that last one, and that cost him eighth overall. Um, which I didn't do the math on it, but that's what Dino said. So one pass shoveled him from eighth to tenth overall. Um, but yeah. So would you rather see Dean in tenth doing what he's doing? Which nothing wrong with it. I get it. Consistency, all that stuff. Or would you rather see him? throwing in some 18ths, but also running around at the front sometimes, like trying to get into that top five, like maybe getting a little bit, you know, maybe, maybe crashing a couple times because you're trying to get, you know, trying to get a fourth instead of a ninth. I don't know what's better. I, I'm, I'm asking like, what's better for his career getting 10th and just staying there and you're, you're can be counted on to be eight to 12 or, are you are you willing to give up some consistency for to add a little bit of flash? I think we all know that unfortunately teams prefer the flash, but um, but yeah. there's in, there's risk of injury with that too, right? We have well, to I think that's that why we're there. not getting it. Like Dean yeah. has been hurt probably more than anyone of this, every of every rider we've talked about on the show right now. He's probably been hurt more than anyone, and he used to have that speed. As a matter of fact, he used to be the exact opposite of this, right? So to me. It's like, he can't give you that, or he will tear his ACL again. It's happened way too many times. So this is what he's evolved into. Uh, he literally was weak and work with speed. That was Dean Wilson. Yep. Yeah. So I don't think he wants to do it or can do it. Uh, the injuries are just taking a toll. But I do feel like the industry values flash and crash more than 9, 10, or 11, sadly for Dean. I think he's clearly better than the next group of guys, right? So... Yeah, just keep on doing what you're doing, Dean. To me. But but does that the level he's at right now, does that provide sustainability? Like is is he going to be able to keep a factory level ride doing that? I don't I don't know. I I, yeah. I don't have this isn't a loaded yeah. question. I don't know the answer. He's always been fortunate to have that kind of third spot. You know, he's supposed to be the third guy over there, but Osborne mm -hmm. ended up retiring. So I feel like it's like you can live with it. It's another bike on the track that's gonna give you, you know, a good finish. Uh, but yeah. it's not like you could be counted on to be your main guy. So he, he's been lucky that he's on a team that takes three, four, fifty guys for the yeah. most part. And then it's fine. You know, if you're the third guy on the team, getting ninth, you know, 17 times is great. Yeah, I think he's really close to he, – he's, like, right on that ledge, right? Like, the next step is Rocky Mountain KTM or, you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's teetering. Like, he is, as you said, fortunate that that team has had a spot for him. And how much of that is because people like Dean and Dean's popular and he's, you know, got a great social profile. Like maybe that's even why he has that third spot. And maybe, maybe there's no reason to worry about it at all. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, like many guys, uh, like everybody out there and I hate to, you know, blow up Justin Brayton again, but just going to pull the Brayton. He's going to pull a Brayton. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, world Supercrosses is in his future. Uh, B B satellite B rides are in his future, I think. Right? Um, yeah, but that, I mean, yeah. we we say that, but it's I mean, that's still, I don't know, 
half a million dollars a year yeah, you make sure. doing something like that you know what i mean like it's not it's not a relegation to a horrible life it's just no. i just look at it as like man it's really close to hanging on to a factory ride yeah that, that's kind of how i see it uh vince freeze in that first one uh did he officially get the whole shot did he officially get it uh i don't know but um no, i don't think so i, I, I don't know marv? marv oh boy marv yeah. Um, what happened in that first one? I don't San know. San Diego happened. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, that was yeah, not not good. Um, Vince, I think we were laughing, weed, you and I, well, laughing in a in a in a in a positive way that Vince made contact with every single guy in the top five or six, not in a T bone way, but just he wasn't ready for that, and I think he was trying to hang it out, and the guys behind him were like, whoa. Just I don't know I don't know what's gonna go and, and and so Vince was pinballing off of guys and I don't mean this in a in a uh, this is a Brandon Hart raft at Houston way yeah I mean it was yeah. I mean he it was pinball like I think he tagged four guys or you know cut cut in front of this guy here slowed up Brayton slowed up Anderson slowed up Mookie um, he was yeah, overriding I mean, it right he was trying to pin it and he was overshooting his marks and he was cutting down it was just yeah. Yeah, yeah, and look, obviously I've said my my piece about Vince, but you know, I'm sure the intensity of the first lap of the first triple crown race of the night in a four fifty supercross is there aren't even charts. It's not even on the charts, it's off the charts, there aren't even charts for that intensity. So I don't want to bash on the guy too bad for that. Yeah. Like I can't imagine. No, listen, no, at like the end of the day crown. he went twelve, eight, ten and rode well and got eleventh overall. I was just making a comment about that first one where he looked like, What am I doing out here? Bang, 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 bang! Is guys were trying to just trying to get around him. So yeah, yeah, he hit yeah. like four front tires. Yep. In in like the first half of lap. Uh, yep. Uh, but that led Marv to have this big lead while everybody else was trying to figure out Vince because Marv got around him quick and yeah, I don't know. The drain was pulled on yeah. Marv. Hartraff uh, twelfth. Uh, that's that's Brandon's sweet spot right there for sure as well. Dean Dean's got that sweet spot a couple spots ahead, and then Hartraff is uh, is next, uh, and then Roxon. Oh boy, uh, he was kind of back. He was kind of back. He qualifying was better. Uh, he ended up qualifying overall, second overall, and looked pretty good. And then he went down in the whoops uh, again, um, and that was it. Uh, that was all she wrote for Kenny. I think sixteen nine sixteen. This is it's getting tough, JT, to watch this right now. I don't. Yeah, j- just don't. Uh, just pick a cliche. Pick a cliche you want. Uh, the the train is off the tracks. The plane is crashing in the mountain. Uh, whatever you want to go with, I will just nod slowly and yeah. go along with it because yeah. it's it's completely come apart right now. Uh, team manager Lars wasn't there. He was sick. Uh, and then uh, when Kenny was on top, I'm like, maybe you should just stay home. And he's like, I will if I have to. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> yeah, 16-9-16. Uh, man. It's just weird. It's just weird. So he goes down um, twice, right, in the third one or just once in the third one, too? Did he just go down once? Um, and then the first one he, he was tangled. He was basically first turn crash. Yeah. Like stopped. I don't know if it's crash or whatever. And then, yeah, did he have another? He had another incident? one. Yeah, I think he had another one. Yeah. But as you were saying, he was looking somewhat good. Like he was somewhat yeah. in the mix, like six, seven in the first race. And then he crashed in the whoops. Yep. And then took forever to get up. We couldn't really see why. Like, I don't know if he was stuck under something. He, mm-hmm. we, for our vantage point, we couldn't tell. And then it was just garbage again from there. What is going on with him in the whoops? 
I mean, this is unprecedented. Like, we have yeah. a whole catalog <laughs> of data on Roxon, and I've never seen anything like this. Uh, this is like Steve Sachs. Couldn't, yeah. throw, couldn't throw the ball. <laughs> Chuck Knobloch. Chuck yeah, the yips? Yeah, the yips. This is the yips. Uh, we'll call Betts yeah, okay. up. Uh, I don't know, He's got man. the whoops yips. It, it's... <laughs> It's so strange, and the whoops have turned into the oops. <laughs> he, yeah, he's just sixteen nine sixteen. It's got to be mental, man. It has to be mental. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah. it, it's impossible that he forgot how to ride. He he won a race this year, right? So he can't have forgotten how to ride a motorcycle well. And and, and it's the same bike, basically. Yeah, you know. I just think he's so far into his own head. He can't even see his way out right now. He's in a deep, dark spot right now. Yes, he. It's 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 unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I don't have any parallels to this one. Like this is, you know, a guy. You know, suddenly just isn't the same anymore. Maybe, but he won round one. Yeah, it's yeah, so, yeah. You that's can, what really makes it. Weird. You can see the drop off in an off season, right? And then a guy comes in and he's never the same after a, a year of off season either. Effort wise, or age catches up, or whatever. But yeah, literally a one. He and even if he hadn't won a one, he did get fortunate a little bit with Sexton. He would have brought it home in second in another strong ride. He was ripping ride. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was ripping. He he, he would have brought it home in second in a very strong ride. So it hasn't been the same since since the whoops crash where Sexton hit him. It has not been the same no, since then. No. Um, I guess you just keep trotting him out though. Uh, he's you know he gets paid to race motorcycles. I, I don't know. Do did we bench him? Do we bench him, Weech? Give his factory bike to a privateer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I, I, I think you just do what, like Cole Trickle. You just keep sending them out. Like, yeah. It's like top, like Cole Trickle. You do the same thing you did with Maverick. You just keep sending them up on sorties, like until you figure it out. Like, uh, just, what else are you gonna do? Gotta drive through the smoke. Uh, yep. Marv eleven eleven twenty two. Yeah, not not a good weekend for Marv at all. Um, last one he crashed and then called it a night. Um, but then in the first one, like we talked about, he went backwards to eleventh. Has anyone looked better in a season and done worse than Marv? I don't know. Yeah, I feel like last year was kind of like that too. Um, he'd have like every time you know bump into the guy in the first lap over and over and go down, and then two or three times it actually worked out and he rode awesome. It's kind of the same thing this year. Like the consistency is right. not there. No. Um, but on any given night, he's still Marv. It's just so weird. Like he's never been the crasher, you know, checkers or wreckers guy. No. But recently he has been. Yep. Uh, so Triple Crowns, top 18 get in and just chiz, no problem. Just, just no problem. Just, I was talking to Troll after the race and he's just like, he's like, I got chizzed again, man. Because late in the race, Chiz beat him, passed him, uh, you know, right ahead of him in the last two. And, and that's what he does. 15th overall for Kyle Chisholm, everybody. Uh, 16th, <laughs> 16th for Troll. Um, Troll's finger um, still broken, but yeah. Uh, can we talk about that practice with Troll? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What, what? Four times in one session. Two of them pretty good. I, I thought, He crashed four times? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, oh he God. he crashed riding around the whoops. He goes to pull off the track to go beside the whoops and crashes, loses his front end. He crashes uh, three other times. Uh, he throws his hands up at some point. It was just an epic failure of a of a practice session. I, it, it was not wasn't on Freddie Norn's level at Houston, but it wasn't bad. 
It wasn't far off. Poor troll. He had crashed enough that even, you know, I don't think during the seated 450 session, like, that's the main rider that the fans have their eyes on. Probably not. Probably watching Tomac or something. Yep. But because he had crashed twice, I think by the third one, people were really starting to notice. And then by the fourth one, there was, like, an audible reaction from the crowd. Like, he had gotten all the attention. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because he was on he was on race day live. I think a little bit of that too, because I was getting tweets about it. But and then in the most oh non in the most non surprising development from that, when we went back to his truck after that practice to laugh at him, he had a brand new front tire on. Because uh, yeah, that that the old front tire was definitely had some bad juju. That, that thing had to go. <laughs> that tire had to go off because uh, it was rough. That one the one crash before the uh, the easier whoops was pretty spectacular. Like. Slide, catch, high side, high side yeah. through, through the air. Yep, yep. That was good. I did see that one. Yeah, that, that table, that thing, that thing bit the seven-deuce-deuce. Oh, Bit a few big. guys, yeah. Kitchen? No, that, that, I'm talking about the next section. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Before yeah, the whoops, yeah. That yeah, was a big one. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, Chiz, 15, Amart, 16, uh, Moran's, Starling, Bogle, Cade had bike issues, uh, but a strong 14th for him in that first one. And Logan Carnow, Joan Cross, all in. Um, Joan Cross ended up in the stands at some point. I saw a photo of his on his Instagram. He was getting his bike out of the stands. I don't know. I don't know if you guys follow Joan Cross at all. I don't know what happened. I didn't see it at the no. race, but is that no? Looked like it was in the stands or something. And well, then, I'm saying the nets were designed to keep the bikes out of the stands, correct? Yeah, yeah, but he went around a net somewhere else and into a stand. I don't know, man. It's a weird photo. I don't know. I looked at it and stared at it for 10 minutes. Then A-Ray, A-Ray lost an appendix. A-Ray lost an appendix because, you know, that's how things go when you're A-Ray. And then he was Was back. It was not related to a crash, though. This is just like. No. Yeah, he crashed. Crashed on press day. Crashed on press day. Got a handlebar there, but didn't really think of it. It wasn't a bad crash or anything. And then uh, started feeling a lot of pain back in his hotel room. And said he was calling everybody and no one was answering. So then he called his dad and his, he had a ton of abdominal pain. And then his dad's like, yeah, you got to go to the hospital. And then, yeah, appendix. And then back at the track, back at the track, the, the, the morning of surgery. Had surgery, got released wow. by noon, and then came to the track. I didn't know that you could instigate an appendix failure. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that, like, you take a handlebar and they're like, oh, my appendix is no longer working. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. There's A Ray for you. Yeah, I don't, I don't think even he knows, right? So, um, uh, update Amart just went to his social. Um, I struggled with the dirt for some reason yesterday, as was probably evident in the last qualifying session. <laughs> <laughs> as was evident. Yeah. Good oh, God. Gosh. I think it was in within two laps. The four crashes were in a very short amount of time. Yeah, it, it was no. a cavalcade of crashing. And then he said his best time. Yeah, because he was on the bubble of not making yeah, it, right? Yeah, and then he said his he best rally. time after that. What a hero. <laughs> what a hero. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, Cade, like problem Bogle. Uh, I didn't notice Bogle much out there, to be honest. I didn't notice uh, much about Bogle. Um, I saw him down at one point and yeah. then easier whoops. Yeah. Carnot was stoked. All right, that's 450s. Triple crown. Six points now. Tomac ahead. Six points going into Daytona. I don't know if you guys are aware. He's good at Daytona. He is decent there. He is. He likes that place. So that'll be interesting to see there. Um, you know who also also good there? Hmm. Bray, Justin Brayton. Oh yeah. 
Mm. Only man that can stop it. Yeah. Only one man that's been able to stop Tomac. Yeah. And you're announcing again, Weege? Yes. Oh, man. you're back in. It's one gig you haven't lost yet. Congratulations. Yeah, so far. I mean, I even got a contract and everything. I was sweating that one, too. <laughs> are, you working with, uh, are you working with Ben Sheetwood? Haven't seen Ben in a while. Uh, okay. Kevin Kelly and I, and I believe Rob Bidas is back, too. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, thank you to the folks for, at Fly Racing. Uh, speaking of Justin Brayton, he won. Uh, he won Braytona uh, wearing Fly Racing gear. So please check that out at your local dealer or motorsport.com. Thanks to the folks at Motorsport. Over seventy nine bucks. It's free shipping if you are super sneaky and you got a street bike like JT on the side. They have parts for you. If you got a UTV, they got parts for you. Wygant has a Blue Crew now. They have OEM parts for his Blue Crew uh, and aftermarket parts as well. Uh, um, great company. Great dedicated team of gearheads there to help you out. Motorsport motorsport.com. Go through the banner on Pulpamex or Pulpamexshow.com to help us out. That would be great if you did that. We'll get a little bit of credit for it, and that way we can afford to pay for Show 500 that is coming up. Um, so, yeah, thanks to the folks at Motorsport.com. Also, Cobra Links, designed and built and everything in Boise, Idaho. Uh, Pulpamex is the code to save with Cobalinks.com, K-O-U-B-A, links.com. Lowering suspension link from everything from Aprilia to Yamaha. So if you're a person of shorter stature, if you are a uh, female and you want to get some more confidence, you want to be able to touch the ground on your bike, you want to be able to turn better, have your suspension work better, just feel better on the bike, Cobalinks can make you a link uh, to suit you, uh, your style. So please check out Cobalinks.com. Again, Pulpamex code is free uh, shipping. Thank you to Renthal and Maxis as well. Uh, and also, Weech, Onyx Maps. Yep, 550,000 miles of trails, so nowhere to go. It includes open dates with restrictions. Onyx Off-Road is the must-have app for any motorized enthusiast. It's a lot better than just using Google Maps because people can leave notes and people can say, watch for this or try that. And uh, 985 million acres of public lands across the U.S. have been mapped out on its maps. So go to OnX Off-Road in the App Store. I'm looking at it right now. Or OnXMaps.com and find a place to ride right now. All right. Uh, 250s from Dallas. Uh, any fault? Okay, Jet Lawrence was the story, right? The Jet was the story. He looked uh, really good. Uh, he came from uh, a first-turn crash to fourth in the first one. He easily won the second one. The third one, he was a uh, uh, first-turn crash to um, third, passing for third, and then clipped that tough block, took himself and forked her down. First of all, the Supercross Live people asking if Jet was going to have a perfect season or not, I threw up all over my keyboard. So if I need to send Doug Cabrera or, or Bondo a bill for my new laptop, let me know, Weege, because I threw up all over it when I saw that. So I don't think it was either of those guys, but yes, that was terrible. They just feel like they're. I just feel like they're in charge, so they can they can buy okay. me my new laptop. Um, well, I mean, I had people hitting me up on Twitter about you know bad choices of who the cameras are on, so I get it. I get it. Right, right. There you go. Yes. Uh, uh, but anyways, uh, so yeah, the jet was the story. Uh, third overall. Yeah, this is the stuff that we kind of thought that we might see from him. Uh, he was pretty. Pretty calm and mature in the outdoor season. 24 motos, got it done. But this one, JT, was a disaster. Like, uh, he got third overall, and that's awesome. He only lost five points. He still has a red plate. This race was everything not to do in racecraft. Yeah, I mean, he's. we have praised him, and I, I specifically have praised him for being so wise beyond his years and calm and poised, and he doesn't ever kind of freak out. He didn't do that all summer last year, and then – 
he didn't do that last week. So I really thought like this is this is who Jet Lawrence is, and then this weekend we got none of that. <laughs> last uh, weekend was calm and steady. Last weekend was yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep. And you, you know, I think had he not crashed the first race in the second corner, I think everything is different. I, I really believe that, and I don't have any way to prove that. But I think if he goes on his way and he wins that first one, which he would have done. I think his whole demeanor for the night is different and he's relaxed and he's happy. I think that crash, they crashed all by himself and something was going on in that corner because Cooper Webb crashed in that same corner on the parade lap of their 450 uh, first race. So something was very slippery coming into that corner, but I think it just kind of got him off his game. Like he got him uncomfortable I think it raised the urgency level for him. Like he felt like crap. Now I, I got to make something happen here. And you just saw that repeat all night long. Like he just put himself in bad spots. He crashed for seemingly no reason. The third race he crashed on the start for seemingly no reason. And I just haven't seen that very much from him. So it was weird, but I, I really think it all started from that first one. And, it, and he really never got it back. Yeah. Like, it just started snowballing the wrong way, and he never really got it back. The third one, like, Styles pulled pretty much – Styles Robertson pretty much pulled the same move on him, right, that that happened in the first one. Mm-hmm. And I think he was just like, ah, 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 and then he loses the front end, yeah. right? He just but, grabbed a handful. But, right? like, yeah, but it's like, dude, it's no offense, it's Styles Robertson. You're fine. You're fine. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, you know what I mean? And, and just immaturity there. And, you know, he walked away with the second one. So yeah, yeah, I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if there's anything to it, like the race is being shorter. Like he felt like he had to make it happen earlier or something. I, I don't know. It was just very uncharacteristic of him um, the the entire night. Weej, I talked to him afterwards in the pits, and you were in the press conference. Uh, he genuinely was rattled. I think, and, and I, I rattled maybe the wrong word choice of words, but he genuinely was uh, um, bummed and upset that he possibly has cost Forkner um, the season um, or a few races, anyways. He, he was very subdued when I talked to him. Oh, yeah. Very emotional in the press conference. Yep. I asked him, you know, just take us through that. And he didn't even really want to. He says it makes me feel sick that I did that. So, yeah, he, he's definitely bummed. There's been a lot of craziness in this class. You know, two years ago, he and Forkner and I think Hunter were hitting each other and things like that in practice. Yep. I think all these dudes are trying to prove to the world, like, we're not like that anymore. And I feel like round one. Like, everybody rode to not throw it away. Yep. Uh, and it took seven days for things to go haywire. <laughs> just completely haywire yeah. in this class. Yeah. Uh, and, hey, look one at, thing I will say Jet's, about Jet, though. Just lucky he got up, man. That was a good one. Like. Yep. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. What were you going to say? Uh, one thing I will say, though, because he was last in that first race, you know, I think he was going as fast as he needed to to win last week. We actually saw how fast he can go. And it was. Yeah. <laughs> Insane! It was dare I say generational the oh. speed he was going. Yeah, yeah, he it was we all, insane. We all talked about how he felt like he was subdued last week and held back, and he had more, you know, if he needed it. Which he said that, and everyone was kind of. If you're not a Jet Lawrence fan, you're like, ah, whatever, dude. But if you are a Jet Lawrence fan, you're like, yeah, he does. And then we saw it. We saw it. Yeah, it, that unbelievable yeah. whoop speed and just you yeah. know next level, just carrying momentum like yeah. it, speed making up. Speed. Uh, ground in like the easiest spots of the yeah, track. Yeah, just the, Crazy. the the double after the finish, just flying into the face of that, soaking it up, coming down on it, making a turn, just all that stuff that you see elite guys do. But uh, yeah, whew, yeah. I mean, there's nothing we can do about tough blocks, though. There's nothing we can do, JT. <sighs> there's just you know we can't stop the 
the first turn one from getting dragged out in front of uh, ten innocent riders, and them all crashing in the uh, in the LCQ. There's just there's nothing we can do. Yeah, the the ones the the tough walks on the landings of jumps and the takeoffs of jumps are a, a horrible idea. Well, they, uh, we saw some really close calls. I think Ferrandis in time qualifying landed on that table to table on the right on the tough walks. I don't know if you guys saw that, but oh my god, did he almost die? Because there are tough walks on the side of the landing of a mm-hmm. jump. And then, yeah, I mean, Forkner season is likely over because, you know, Jet dragged his foot peg on a tough walk, leaving the face. And that that's Jet's fault. Like, absolutely Jet's fault. But I just think it's a horrible idea to have those things on the, on the takeoff. We've seen it, I don't know, a hundred times over the years. Guys dragging foot pegs up the face of the jump. Now, you know, the, the, the triples have the lower tough walks on them. You know, the end landings. The, the credit to Feld guys for doing that a few years back. That was a Trey Kennard idea, I believe. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, look, we can fix it. You just got to spend some money. You just literally have to spend some money and come up with some better tough walks. Uh, I'm going to say we could fix it 100%, but we can make it better. There's ways. But, no, nothing we can do. No. Uh, Forkner, Weege, I'm getting conflicting stuff. Uh, I heard he was okay from one of the team guys last night, and then I heard today broken collarbone. Uh, I don't know if you heard anything. Well, Daniel Blair reported it at the end of the TV show, and that's the same thing I heard. I, I did talk to Mitch Payton at the end, and they just said that, he, I think because he, he has a plate on the collarbone, they did not see anything broken in an x-ray, but they think it's because maybe they just can't see it. Yeah. Not that it's not broken. Um, Got a feel for Unfortunately yeah. for most of these guys, JT, that you might be included in this, I think a lot of riders know. You know, they might not even need an X-ray to know. I mean, look, Forkner broke his collarbone last year. He might know by feeling. X-ray not so showing it. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a problem. J- Jet, yeah, sa- Jet said. Sure. Jet said that Austin said when he went to apologize to him that he had, thinks he broke his collarbone. So, well, and it, um, it doesn't even honestly in this series, it may not even matter, right? If if it's maybe it's not broken, but if he can't ride next week, it's essentially yeah. over anyway. Got a yeah, feel for Forkner. Really got a feel for him. Yep. Um, Dude, when, he the did first nothing one? wrong this yeah, year. He yeah. did nothing wrong. Yep. He tried everything he could to avoid this. As a matter of fact, talking to Mitch, so Jet bombs through the whoops and almost crashes already, right? Yep. yep. Which left him way on the outside. Well, I and, I, I was surprised yeah. that he found room to sneak through. He had lots well, of room over there. He had lots well, of room. He, well, Mitch said, I feel like he should have. I feel like Austin should have finished him off there. Like, he was almost going down. He's way on the outside. Mm-hmm. Austin should have just shut him down. And then this wouldn't have happened because he would have been ahead of him. Right. Which is correct. It wasn't even close to him, though. But he could have. Austin wasn't close to him. But he could ride to the berm. But he wasn't close enough to do that. Like, oh. <laughs> Jet was Jet was five bike links ahead of him at the end of the whoops. Like, it wasn't even close. No, no, they were side by side. Yeah, I, I do not agree. I need, no, to, watch, I need to watch it again, I guess. But, I don't agree. I yeah. don't agree. Forkner just chose to be like, I'm in the middle, and I'm just going to stay in the middle. Uh, but unfortunately, I think Forkner is like, the last thing I'm going to do in round two is try to initiate any contact. Like, if this guy's swapping yeah. like a maniac and he's next to me, go ahead. I've so hurt you, too many times, you, and then he ends up getting hurt five seconds later. You were saying that they on the last whoop, they are side by side. Yeah, I mean, dude, Jet was barely Jet's speed was amazing, but he was also falling off of the motorcycle. Couldn't Austin, I, in the couldn't bird, Austin Fork, have just Fork ridden Fork out to the bird? Chosen to go wide, he could have hit Jet, no problem. He was close enough. I do not agree that they were side by side on the last loop. I just feel like Austin could have. I at the time watching it live, I felt like Austin could have just rode to the outside of the berm and shut Jet down. 
that's what Mitch thinks. He's like, he should have just, he should have just uh, I, finished him off. I, I will take the other side of that. Jet was going about ten miles an hour faster than him, and Austin would have probably missed if he tried. Well, but that's my take. Uh, yeah, bummer for Forkner, bummer for Jet, uh, but third overall still with a four one ten, and a lot of memories. A lot of memories for the fans oh. in Dallas. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, the rock of the class, the rock, the steady force, <laughs> the man who just keeps it going, Cameron McAdoo, two three one for the overall. Good job, and he, dude, he rode well. He was good all day. Uh, well, Forkner was good too. Um, but yeah, McAdoo's whoop speed was impressive, um, and he was steady. And yeah, the last one, they all came in tied. And McAdoo did, got the start. The other guys didn't. And, you know, good job for Cameron McAdoo. Hey, he there. tracked down, passed, and got away from Forkner in the second race. He sure race. did. He yep. sure did. Yep. I mean, you don't see that. But I don't okay. know how Forkner got him in the first race. That part I don't – I didn't. I missed that totally because McAdoo was ahead of Forkner in race one. And I'm like, what What happened there? But anyways, so. Yeah, same thing happened to me. I'm like, wait, 33 is ahead? We, I yeah. think we both said that. We're yeah. like, how did Forkner get ahead? Yeah. yeah, but in the second race, McAdoo is clearly better. Yep, yep. So, good job for McAdoo. He won the Triple Crown last year, too, I believe, at Atlanta, was it? One of the Triple Crowns? Uh, do not even. No, but one of the Atlantas was okay, I think, and then they all went to shit after that. I, I don't know. I think he, I thought he won a Triple Crown last year. Um, Maybe he did, but yeah. not Atlanta. Okay. Uh, J-Mart was off the pace early. He was so off the pace that Phil was ahead of him, and I texted J-Mart. I said, you cannot let this happen. You can't let Phil have f- uh, a faster times than you, and he said he was on the struggle bus, and he had to figure it out. And then I was talking to Troll at the end of the night, and Troll said that they were throwing parts at J- Jeremy's bike all day long. 9-2-3 for J-Mart uh, for second overall. That's a good job um, for him um, to get second overall. And, yeah, he got better. As an as the day went on, the early practices were not good. So, um, good job for J Mart. But yeah, you know, I don't want to shit on J Mart or, or McAdoo or any. But the Jet it was next level. Jesus, um, Oldenburg from a DNQ to five six five. He was second overall late in the third race. Um, yeah. So, um, good none job. of these guys are Tom Brady. <laughs> oh boy. You guys in your fantasy league, what, he was only a one. He didn't qualify last week. G- give us a gimme every once in a while, my God. <laughs> He's, no. Make him a 10. To make him a 10. He a 10. <laughs> he, he didn't qualify last week, man. Give me it. <laughs> give it to me. Uh, he looked good. I he, knew he was going to be good. Olenberg's good. Yep. That bike is good. We've seen it with Freezy. Yep. And, uh, you know, almost almost on the podium. Yeah. I was yeah. so bummed for him last week because I think he really, you know, was set up with those 450 races to do well this year. and. That must have sucked. After the race, they were they were talking to the AMA because Jace Owen lined up uh, sideways on the gate, um, and they told him not to, and he did it anyways, I guess. So they were hoping that maybe if Owen got penalized one spot, which they were hoping that they he would have, because you can't line up crooked on the grate. Uh, they were, and then that would have moved Mitchell into the podium. So um, they were trying. They looked like it didn't work, but that's what the word was after the race. So, hmm. um, but yeah, good job for Freckle. Uh, fourth overall, rode really strong all all night long. Jordan Smith, six ten seven, and Jordan didn't even give us any highlights at all. Real steady. So, good job, Jordan Smith. No, he he was in one crash. Oh, he was. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He that he that's how he rolls. Yep. Uh, Lopes had no front brake, no rear brake. Sorry, in the first uh, main, 
And uh, but he still rode from like he said he took him three laps to learn how to ride with no brake, and then he felt like he was okay, and then he got away all, all the way up to eleventh with no rear brake. So good job for Lopes, and then seven six, he's fifth overall in the points right now, Weege. Well, we're going to get to some of the other riders on the club team, including Owen, who you mentioned over that start. They've been really good, like really good. Yeah. So yep. good job for Enzo and, and his teammate, who we'll mention here. I'm really impressed by those guys. Uh, Forkner, seventh. KP, eighth. Yep. Ten yeah. nine eight. <laughs> KP. That's what so KP's going to do. Uh, our buddy Phil, seven five. Uh, what was he, fifth in the other one? In the last one when he went down? Fourth, fifth or sixth yeah. at the time. Yeah. yeah, he was in line to it for like a fifth overall. I think I was doing the math, or I saw it on the on a board or something. And and he washed out. He took down uh, R.J. Hampshire earlier, and then he took down Styles after that. So Rockstar Husky guys, the team he used to ride for. He was he was a very very uh, um, uh, track hazard out there for the Rockstar Husky guys. Um, but hey, b- by the way, that R.J. crash was dirty. Oh, oh my God, dude, that. I mean, RJ, you know, tried a different line, cut in tight to try to set Phil up. Um, so it's not all on Phil. He just he just went to the outside a little bit, drifted to the outside to set up for the turn. But holy shit, that was bad. Um, but anyways. Uh, so I have a couple questions. Okay, well, first of all, here's my question. Phil Nicoletti, championship contender or no? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Can I ask my question now? Yeah. Uh, what has happened to Cody Shock? And second, wow, where, second, where's this coming yeah. from? Second <laughs> question: What has happened to Josh Osby? Osby, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been tough These for are Osby. Fair questions. These are fair questions. Yeah, Osby's been. T- I mean, I didn't. I wasn't ready for a Shock and Osby questions uh right here when we're well, talking I, about. we were getting into that group okay like, these are where these guys should be should right. be finishing right you know eight to 15 in the 250 class that this is their this is their wheelhouse and yeah. they are nowhere to be found if you're phoenix honda guy you're not happy with shock or osby right now for sure well like, these are good riders I, I, yeah what's these that are really good riders what's that Weech? i think shock's gonna be out a little bit i think he collapsed yeah. along well oh jeez. Uh, um, i think a concussion too I like what I'm seeing from Osby in, in certain places, but I don't know why you keep saying that. Like, is that like a, an inside joke? Yeah. Okay. But um, <laughs> she admitted it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like what I'm seeing. We we know we were in trouble when Osby went from whole shot to didn't qualify in the heat last week <laughs> yeah. without crashing. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, as for shock, I'm worried about shock because obviously you have a great season last year. The industry is really like, oh, what's up with this kid? If this season goes badly, he will be forgotten about. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now he's already hurt. So yeah. the chances of digging this out of the ditch just became a lot harder, and you don't get a lot of chances. Um, so I'm I'm worried they have very short memories in this game. So I, I feel bad for Cody. Weege, why do you think JT doesn't want to talk about Phil? He's just moved on. Yeah, we were going to discuss Phil and um, Hampshire, and we're moving on to to well, you you all you asked was was he a championship contender? Like I didn't see, I felt like that was a pretty open and shut deal. I think it's I think it's we have to mention Phil's riding awesome. Of like, course, way yes. better than of I thought. Of course, yeah, yes, he, he he's, he's better than just I thought. In the mix, yeah. Don't confuse one for the other. Yeah, uh, he's he's riding really really well. When Phil told us seven to ten or eight to ten or whatever was his goal, I was like, okay, maybe he gets there eventually. But he hasn't raced this in four years. It's going to be rough at first. Yeah. 
Uh, no, he no. almost got fifth at round two, and in a triple crown, like he went out and was almost the fifth best guy three times. I'm telling you, he owes me so much in his life. Uh, the, oh, God. Uh, he, oh God. I'm, I'm telling you why. Ricky Gilmore and the guys at KYB are, are using him a bit for a test mule a little bit with some parts, and he's got good stuff, and his bike looks awesome. That motor looks good. Twisted, Twisted's doing a good job on those Yamahas, whether it's Lopes or Owen or Phil. And then I watch him in the whoops. He was hammering the far section of whoops every lap. And looked great and was making. And he owes he owes you for this because I got him the KYB stuff. Okay, <laughs> thank you. So the bike to really me get it. He came on your show and he said, "Let's call Gilly on the phone right now on the show." And they yep, established they did, but then but then Gilly was texting me about it after. Okay, so you know I was putting in words for Philip. <laughs> um, but what I'm saying is, I think the bike looks really good. It is good, and and and, and Philip is riding well, and and he owes me, so that's all. That's what I'm saying. I like everything about it, but the end. Um, yeah. What? Uh, and then yeah, Robertson went down uh, when Phil went down in that last one. Robertson caught caught up in him and then went down. So, uh, is, what do we have to do to get RJ to stop crashing? What do we have to go do to get Jordan Smith to stop crashing? That's not happening. I don't think RJ Hampshire is ha- happening okay, either. Fair enough. Yep, fair yeah, fair enough. I just don't. Um, they, it's funny how connected they are for the Geico team, right? And over the years, and they both forced their way out of there, and they both had highs and lows, and they're hard-charging guys that make mistakes, and they're older, and they crash. I hope RJ – is RJ okay? Like, is he going to race this weekend? Know. I don't know. He's in – it just said concussion protocol, obviously, <laughs> in the press release. He basically I – mean, he, he lay there, and we mean lay there. He, yeah. He wasn't laying there struggling in pain. Like, he was laid out like spread eagle. Um, and he uh, basically fell. He trip. basically fell from like a fifteen foot gap onto the ground. Ugh, ugh, so brutal. So, does Sal's Robertson have a good race or not? Where are we at? Eh? Yeah. Eh? Yeah, it's tough. That's a tough. One. <laughs> yeah. That's a tough one. Yeah. I don't know what to do with these guys, man. Yeah. This whole class. He came like, in. He came in underprepared. Close your eyes, hold it wide open, and right. see how it goes. He came in underprepared. He, you know, wasn't ready. So, um, you know, yeah, I guess there's that. But God, on a factory bike, you'd like to see him be able to stay up a little higher with starts like that. His starts are great. It's amazing how all three of those two fifty starts were. I, I, they were complete carbon copies. Yeah, yeah really. leading them in, yeah, yeah. and then Robertson did that inside move every yep. time. Yep. Uh, uh, and Pierce Brown pulled yeah. that last one um, from way outside. What yeah. was going on with Pierce Brown? Was he, he not uh, like out of it in practice? Like he didn't move. Yeah, but he passed the concussion protocol. Okay. Yep. I'm with you. I I texted I texted Will because I wouldn't text Keith because I have Will. Right? We all have Will. Mm-hmm. Um, and I texted Will and I said, "So how bad is Brown?" And he's like, "Oh, he's he's coming back out for the next practice." And I'm I'm just like, "What?" He's coming back out for the next practice. Like he, he looked like he was unconscious, but I, maybe he wasn't. Whatever it is, he passed the concussion protocol. Maybe he took it, the initial protocol when he was hammered, JT, like you. I guess. I, it, to me, it was very much like the uh, Zach Bell crash, where he's like, no, he's fine. Yeah. We'll, we'll send him back out there. Right. Okay. Sounds good. He said he had the wind knocked out of him. I think we need to acknowledge that sometimes these yep. dudes have the wind knocked out of them. Yep. And they, 
if you have the wind knocked out of you, the first minute or so, you're basically not moving. Yeah, and Blos, so, Blos, I said on my column at one of the Anaheims, I wrote that it looked like, it looked like, I didn't say he was, it looked like yeah. Blos knocked himself out, and then Blos texted me and was like, no, man, I was just trying to figure out where the pain was. And I'm like, okay. Where I was. Yeah, uh, no, I, I don't know. He said he didn't knock himself out. So maybe Pierce is the same idea. I mean, they do have testing. The doctors, I don't believe there's any, you know, shady stuff going on. They have doctors that will hold these guys out, um, I think. I don't know. Um, so Pierce had an eventful day. Crash into whoops in the second one. Crash out in the first one. Uh, um, didn't crash out. He just crashed hard in the first one. Then he had the practice crash. And then second place in the, the third race. All over the map for Pierce Brown. But at least he got a second to, to you know end his day on a good note. Jace Owen fourth. Jace was leading that third one for a little bit. That's cool. That was good. He was, he was running really, really well. Jace Owen got fourth? Uh, fourth in the last one. Yep. Oh, okay. Uh, Derek Drake. Derek Drake uh, blitzed the whoops in the LCQ really good and then got in that way. So good job to Derek Drake. Um, John Short. Do you guys like John Short's rims? I do not. They look like <laughs> RMZ rims. Yeah, did they give him the bar X, let him keep the rims from last year? Yeah, that was the joke, right? <laughs> that was a joke. Yeah, just, on a you guys don't like it? To me, it's like the 86 Hondas. Too. No, no, those are gold. Those are gold. Um, it's a little off. These are yellow. These are RM, These are Ricky Carmichael RMZ rims to me. Weege, do you agree? On a Honda. On a yes, Honda. and on a Honda. But the gold is what the Phoenix guys have. The Phoenix guys okay. have like the old school So they're gold. different. Yes. They're different. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know they were different. Okay. We they just, look like Suzuki wheels we just, through and through on a Honda. We just spent yeah. five minutes talking about John Short's rims. But anyways, good job. 13, <laughs> five, 13 15, 11 for John Short. Verizzi, 19, 11, 13. Uh, Henry Miller is good again. Like, yeah, I wrote this in my column last week. Like, Henry Miller was the only uh, uh, – Henry Miller and Marshall Welton are the only, like, I think, like dudes in pickup trucks in the mains. You know? Good job. Yeah, same thing for Marshall, man. I, yeah. I texted Marshall today saying, like, hey, dude, yep. good job making those mates. Yeah. Like, Marshall Welton, I did not have this. When Marshall Welton had, like, all this money spent on a KTM and Brock Tickle as his coach and trainer, he wasn't this good. That was two, three years ago now. And then Marshall shows up now. He's texting me before the year to try to get a deal on an exhaust. He didn't want a free one. He's just like, dude, I'll just, I just need a deal. Can you get me a deal on a, on a, on a muffler? This, and now he's in main events. You know, so. Yeah, when you came to club that day in December, you were talking about his bike, and it was a lot of it's like, oh, you should try this second injector. He's like, yeah, but that's really expensive, though. Yeah, yeah. A lot of, right. I don't really have any money no. to do anything. And uh, plus, he was coming off of a pretty big injury. I don't think he even got on Supercross till I don't know, maybe November, but I think December. Making the first two mains, good job. Yeah, no, absolutely. So good job to Henry Miller, too. Uh, yeah. Henry Miller yeah. is a troll training athlete. So I think we can see that the troll training oh. is paying off. Oh, okay. JT, I know yep. you're I know you're doing the hard cut and stuff right now, but if you need to get on that side of things, maybe look up troll training. I troll knows a lot about fitness. I'm I'm not really trying to do the same things as troll, so I'll I'll uh, stick with my plan. But I was talking to good. troll about my my bike riding, and he was offering me some advice. So maybe I'm a troll training athlete also. I didn't pay anything, well, but yeah. as I've told you a million times, it doesn't matter. How much you ride your bicycle, it's diet. Uh, Phil said the troll training program is garbage. So he says he rips people off. (laughs) You also have a a bicycle that has an engine on it. (laughs) 
Like, <laughs> I think it's a motor. Um. Oh, by the way, John Short, number one sponsor, Volkswagen of Waco. Love that. Volkswagen of Waco. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> nice work, John Short. Uh, Fry was in again. Um, Cartwright. Is that like one upping? Is that like one upping Toyota Vescondido? <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I feel like it's a step down. Volkswagen of Waco. Right? That's just me. I'm not disparaging Volkswagen of Waco, but yeah. Um, Mar- uh, yeah, uh, Jared Fry, Josh Cartwright rode really well last week and didn't start the heat because he had bike issues and then didn't get in. So Cartwright got in, probably deserved to get in last week from his speed. So good job, Josh Cartwright. And then Cody Shock, 21. And then the, the chef, how's Mitchie, Weege? Yeah, he's it might be hurting as much as the chef, but I, I don't know what, what is. What is overcooked. The chef is, uh, yeah, there's a lot of jokes to be made about the chef and, and that. Uh, all right, you're back. I didn't. All right. Okay. I okay. Uh, what is, uh, I was going to say, Mitchie, yeah, our guy Mitch Kendra there, our right-hand man on the Racer X site, huge Levi Kitchen fan. He is embarrassed that I've told people that he's a Levi Kitchen fan. And I'm like, dude, I've been running this Brayton thing for like 12 years. Like, it's fine. It's, it's, let's get it out there. Yeah. We but got... he cannot be feeling as bad as Kitchen is. What is Kitchen's position? What is he? Does uh, anybody know? Knocked out, he said, uh, and he, he got to go through concussion co- protocol again, like in like a few other games. Oh, oh so, okay. yeah. Right. But he did the same thing Pierce Brown did, coming out from underneath the tunnel and um, catch a rut, side, high side, and get yourself thrown into the face of the next jump. Tough start for Levi Kitchen, for sure. Supercross, catch the fever. Uh, he's fast, though. He looks good. Like, he was one of the first guys to grease that over the table, that, yeah. f- that five over the table, one of the first guys to really get it good. Um, and then, yeah, so he's definitely fast, but poor poor Kitchen. And from licking, licking balls to licking wounds. Whoa. Wow. No. Uh, um, all right. Uh, anything else? Daytona, are you going to Daytona, Steve? I'm out. Okay. I'm out. It's it's not a good race. It is a great race. Mm, that's coming from a guy that's born and raised in Florida. Yep. Yeah, so you're incredibly <laughs> Can't biased. Can't yeah. Owning it. Owning it. I love it. Absolutely. Uh, it's a great race. But uh, but Weege is announcing it, so I mean that, that's... It's the official that, start of the series. <laughs> yeah. Mm. No, I'm going to take this one off. Uh, I think I'm going to miss one other one along the way, but I'll be at the rest of them. So, um, you know, just trying to. Take... I can't believe you're skipping Indy. I don't know if I'm skipping Indy yet, but it's on you the chopping block. You told me. Yes. You it, told me it is, yesterday. It is on the chopping block. Indy. It is on the chopping block. That is one of the best races made. of the year, legitimately. It, it's good. It's good, but I got to go to Detroit. <laughs> I don't know why. I just got to go to Detroit. <laughs> I know why, but I'll, I will not say. That's okay. It's fine. You why? do you. Why do you know why? I don't know why. I got to go to Detroit. What do you mean? I thought I thought you're going on vacation. Not not no on the off weekend. Oh okay, no, I'm I'm going on vacation on the off weekend. That, yeah, it doesn't matter. So why are you choosing Detroit over Indy? That's where my joke was. I don't know where I said I got to go to Detroit. I I don't know why. Oh. I, I just, yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure. All right. Uh, maybe because I don't want to take two weeks off. I don't know. Okay. Um, shout out to Sean Brennan for the pizza, for the media wage. Big step. Big step at Supercross Media. Yep. Yes. We have not had food in the press box. Uh, it, Steve, you wouldn't have known. You were still a mechanic back then. Mm-hmm. But I believe I went to the 
2001 Indy Supercross. I think it's the first race I ever had a press pass for. And they did have dinner served in the press box. So in the earliest, earliest oh. days. Oh, no, no, so no. It happened. Oh, no, no. It has happened. But then you mentioned this one other random, yep. obviously someone screwed up mistake. Yep, yep. Somebody made a mistake at the Dunge Villapoto Metrodome race, whatever year that was, the great race they had. 2013. Someone made a massive mistake, and in the Metrodome, we got a nacho bar. Yeah. And, and it was amazing. And, and so you had nachos, and, and it was great. And we've never, ever gotten food ever again. So one no. time in my media career, and, and, and <laughs> we, 2001 Indy, but Sean Brennan from Feld uh, ordered pizza. For the uh, assembled media, there was a Mr. Guida there, and uh, my assembled media, my, like five people, myself, Weege, uh, another gentleman from Dallas, um, and a couple other people, and yeah, Sean Brennan making it work, giving me my own race in Denver. He he really has stepped it up. The coffee set up, the snacks. Oh, it, it is a uh, it, he has really gone, gone well, above and beyond. Because you remember JT, and I think you were part of one of the COVID shows where I was very upset about I was making it my my Amazon. My Amazon jungle, Feld was mowing down my Amazon jungle and taking my food away from me because I couldn't go in the team trucks anymore. Yep. And they were not supplying any food. And I was like, you guys can't mow down my jungle and not give me my bananas. This was a big old thing on one of my shows. And, and so Sean got some bananas. <laughs> he got you actual bananas. Well, yeah. I just appreciate uh, the coffee setup. Yeah, I can't have any of the snacks he provides. I do appreciate them. I just can't eat them. But oh. I do, I do like the coffee setup. You also couldn't have had any of this pizza for sure. But no, it, it that was, is correct. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. It was great. So shout out to Sean Brennan for that. Yep. It, it was fantastic. Uh, we Steve and I had a good conversation. Uh, the press box and everything in that stadium there is massive. So we had a good conversation with the gentleman working the desk in there about what is it like. For an NFL game, we had five media members, or maybe four, uh, all night for Supercross. I think, what did he say? 130 is what they yeah, get for an NFL game? 130 credentialed media with assigned seating, yeah. Yes. So he's like, hey, who brought in the snacks? Who brought in the Pringles? Who brought in the trail mix? But then, and he seemed to be impressed by the fact that we had snacks at yeah. our disposal. Yeah. But then he casually mentions, you're like, well, do they have food during the NFL games? And he's like, oh, yeah. Over on the other side of the press box, we have a chef. And a prime rib carving station, yeah, prime rib carving station for the 130 press members, and it's free at an NFL game. So we didn't quite get that, and it's free. So they're just begging everybody to go easy on Jerry. Thank you, Sean, for the pizza, <laughs> but the prime rib carving station would also have been nice for us. Yeah, please write nice available. things about the yeah. Yep. Please write nice things about the Cowboys. Here's your prime rib. <laughs> well, for those of you who are NFL fans, you you might remember that the Cowboys had a heartbreaking playoff loss this year and i couldn't remember if that was a home game or not but this just gentleman in the press box was well aware that it was so steve was asking like what is the atmosphere in the press box because there's actually an nfl rule that you cannot cheer you have to be a press professional there should be silence in the press box at all times but he said they completely violated yeah he said they were swearing jt (laughs) like on on the qb on the qb sneak like you're just like who 
the hell called that? <laughs> <laughs> I imagine a bunch of guys that look like the champ guy from Anchorman, the sports anchor champ. A bunch of guys yeah. up there <laughs> with their prime rib, Musk. with their prime rib carving station, just going, "What the hell in tarnation was that called? <laughs> what, in, what in the Sam Hill? Who called that?" <laughs> right. I just, I just pictured that. But uh, so I, again, like. I don't want to be like a um, ungrateful, but uh, uh, um, thank you for the pizza. But yeah, where's the carving station, Brendan? I will say though that the now defunct Sam Boyd Stadium, Las Vegas Supercross, they always had a snack bar there. They did they have always, a snack bar. Always had a snack bar. I, that is true. I, I felt like that was more like yeah, not like a food though, right? Like so, I didn't put that in the same. What do you mean? Cat. It was great. But, I mean, okay, yeah, popcorn it and it wasn't yeah. prime rib. Right, right, right. But it, it was, was I mean, it was only it was there, yes, but I think that was because the press box was also like VIPs and the press just was able to take advantage of it. But I don't think that food in Vegas was there for the press. The, the atmosphere in the press box is so much better in the last few years, uh, because it is not well, COVID has helped, obviously, but dude, it used to be a party up there with screaming kids and screaming fans, and you're like trying to like you got your computer open, you're just trying to do your job, and it is just like nuts. I remember Adam Wheeler coming over from the GPS a few times, and just being appalled by the press box <laughs> atmosphere at these races. And I'm like, no, yeah, I man, it, I think it was great. And, and somebody, I remember one one computer guy said some kid spilled a coke on his laptop, and another person got uh, their laptop stolen from a press box one time. Um, you know what I mean? So it, it's better that way. I don't want to be like the elitist guy, but it is better than what it used to be. So. But I mean, you know, now we got to get off my lawn. Wow. I don't want to be that way. But I mean, there could be. But yeah, we sometimes there's five of us up there in a whole giant press box. It's weird sometimes. So, yes, designed for 130. We had five. Right. So we're not quite up to NFL level yet. We good luck in Daytona. Uh, Hopefully Brayton can do it again. I'd expect it. Yep. Um, I expect it. Right. Expect to win. Right. So yep. Daytona, worst race of the series coming up, but then we'll be right back in Detroit, everybody. So, oh jeez, it's fantastic. Thank you. Remember, you don't even learn your lesson because honestly, you bashed Daytona, and then that resulted in them rolling out the red carpet for you to to make it up to you. So, of course, you the more you struggle, the somehow the lo- the looser the ropes get. Well, but it's amazing that wouldn't happen this year. The guy's gone, right? Like we had, I think no, he's gone. Yeah. Now. We yeah, have yeah, no yeah, connection. Yeah. We I have... don't know if you remember, but like for like two years, there was this guy, I think his name was Adam at Daytona and he had one job. Make sure this Steve Mathis guy is taken care of. So he doesn't bash Daytona international speedway. So that was it. But he, it's ri- pro- yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's ridiculous. Like I offer him, he can come into the Western power sports suite. There is, Lunch provided at the Western Power Sports Hospitality. Like, I don't know what more you would want than these things that are being offered. And, I mean, the guy did go way out of his way for Daytona as well. But. Yeah, that was nice. That was awesome. No, for sure. Look, I don't – It was awesome. Okay, we have 101 – no one goes in that side of the building at all. All the infield is used for Supercross. The other side, all the suites, all the press box, all the stuff that's on the outside of the NASCAR track for NASCAR – None of it is touched or used at all for Supercross, and this dude opened it up for you. There was like a 500-person press box. Yeah, it's just with just you in it. It's too far. It's just too far <laughs> on that side. Like you, it, it's eight, the, you know, it's I watched Justin Brayton win from 18 miles away. Like you know, it's just yeah, it's no not no good. And look, like I said, like it, it's 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 uh, when you when you count all that okay you, you that that all sucks too now the gentleman did get me in that glass building a couple times that was really nice that was great um 
But like, and it's not even Ricky's fault. I'm not even. But the the track is is not great. Um, it's narrower than it ever was. It's shorter. It it's tough to pass. It's dark. Uh, you can't see anything if you don't have a great spot that you know you have to have an in with Daytona at. Um, the security is crazy. The drive to the track is far. It's expensive to stay out there. Uh, you got to get a separate pass on top of your other pass at some point. You got to go to another building four miles away. Like there's just so much wrong with Daytona. There you go. I just laid it out. I laid out That's all the parts. a lot of first world problems. That's I just, all I heard I, I, was first world oh, problems. All right. Okay. Whatever. I just laid out all the issues, legitimate issues, and of why I don't like Daytona and legitimate issues. So the drive to the track is far. Your press box to yourself is too far to walk. No, I didn't say that. I said it's too. You did. Far. That's exactly what you said. It's too far to watch. The, the The riders are little ants out there. It's too far away. It's up high. It's too far away. Not not walking distance from the track, JT. From watching the racers, you you have binoculars in your hands, going like, I think that's Logan Carnell, but it could be Jason Anderson. You know, like you're just, uh, yeah, like you're just far. And, and that's just the way the NASCAR track is set up. So, look, if you could get All me, right. look, if you could get me for 2023, if you can get me a motorhome to stay in, no. the glass building press box, I'm in. That's all I need. A, a motorhome and a glass building press box, I'm in. But even if I could, I wouldn't. Well, okay, but I'm not. Even, I'm not saying you guys. I just mean anybody in general. That's how you fix Daytona. For me, well, get you a, get you a motorhome. Get you a motorhome to fix Daytona. I got it. You've just done it now. By the, by, by 10 a.m. your time, Monday morning, you are going to have multiple offers DM'd to you by people listening to this pod who have motorhomes that are probably parked yeah, in Daytona but I, as we speak. No, no, I want my own Ready motorhome. For you. I, I don't want to stay with people. I he wants his own prevost. <laughs> no, it doesn't need to be a prevost, but that'd be nice. <laughs> uh, so... All right. Who's going to be the first person to DM out this with an offer for a motorhome in the infield of Daytona? Who not will Wacko. Not, yeah, not, not Wacko. <laughs> Definitely not. All right. Someone uh, is firing off a DM to you right now. Okay. All right. Uh, well, that's it for Dallas. Uh, so round eight down and uh, championship title. JT? Sir? Title? What? Title pick? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were signing oh. off. Um. Yeah, I'll stick with I'll stick with Tomac. I I've, I've given up on the web things. Thirty points is too much. All right, I'll go Sexton. Wow, I admire that. Well, uh, I, yeah, I got, yeah, I got, I got the strategy Tomac. from you. You you were the grandfather of this strategy, so. If we're allowed to switch, I mean, I picked uh, Webb at the beginning of the year. If I can switch, I'll take Tomac. Yeah, JT, just yeah. switch. You're good. So. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Thank you to Fly Racing, Maxis, Renthal, Cobalinks, Motorsport.com, Onyx Maps. This has been the uh, Dallas Review. Weege, JT, thanks, boys. See ya. See ya. This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners.